In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. Hey, sister, don't you have a reselling business? You know I do. Oh, right. Well, would you like to level up your business like I recently did? Hmm. I mean, I was thinking about leveling down, but now that you mention it, leveling up makes more sense. How can I do that? Sister, it's so easy. All you need is Vindu. Okay, great. What's Vindu? Input more info into my mind grapes, please. Vindu is the number one cross-listing and inventory system for resellers. I joined Vindu because I'm always ready to level up, and now I can easily cross-list my inventory to 10. That's right, 10 of the most popular selling platforms. Ooh, unreal. Oh, but it is real, sister. It's a reseller's dream come true. You know how you're always struggling to get and uh, stay organized? (laughs) You got that right. I'm wearing a bathing suit as underwear right now. Jeez. Well, Vindu can help keep you organized, bring more visibility to your items, increase your sales with its insightful analytics, and save you tons of the one thing us busy moms can never get enough of. You mean wine? No. Time. Time, sister. Vindu saves you tons of time. Oh, that's amazing. Vindu has all your favorite things. Excellent customer service. Love it. And intuitive software. Ooh, super love it. Count me in. All right. Use code THRIFTERSISTERS to get 25% off your first month subscription. Oh, I love a good deal. I'm totally going to do that. All right, Vindu, I'm ready to level up my business. Let's do this. I'm so excited. Thanks, sister. Hey, don't thank me. Thank Vindu. Thanks, Vindu. Hey there, listener. Welcome to another thrilling episode of Thrifter Sisters, the Resellers Comedy Podcast. And it's me, your bestie, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. <laughs> it's never going to get old. Oh, it's not. It's not. But they're not going to know because the episode we recorded explaining that is coming out after this. So <laughs> you still got to wait a few more weeks, people. Anyway, I'm real excited. I, I want to keep this beginning section really short. Um, I'm so excited about today's episode. We have a friend of mine, Nicholas Wright. He is a licensed professional counselor. He is coming on the show to talk about mindset. That's a whole other topic. Mindset. That's, <laughs> oh, he's that's here, a whole other here. topic. Hey. Oh, he's here. He's here. My check. Oh, man. What's that echo? Now? Do you hear that echo, anybody? It stopped. All right. Awesome. I put oh, the headphones in. There, yeah. It, it yeah. went away. It went away. I told you, Lacey. I was like, we got to get started on our intro. I was like, he's going to be early. We got to get on here. <laughs> I know you. I know how you I don't want to disappoint. <laughs> All right. No, no, never. Never. Hey, Lacey. Nicholas, nice to meet you. This is my sister, Lacey. We're Hello. Not- nice to meet you, too. So, listener. Nicholas popped on early, so I didn't get to finish talking about um, how excited I am to have him on today. Um, Nicholas, I I just want to get right into this because I feel like I don't want to waste this man's time. His time is precious. He's a busy man, and he has some hot info for all of us. This is my friend Nicholas, right? We met on Instagram. (laughs) DMs. (laughs) Shut up, Lacey. (laughs) We 
But not not in a creepy man way, like men are usually <laughs> creepy. So he um, found me over on my other account, Hot Moms of Seaville, which we'll talk about a little bit here in a few minutes. Um, that is an account that I turned into a service account where I did service work for our community. And he found me through my work there. And he actually came and did some work with me on two separate projects that I did over there. Um, and so really... This was just me like brainstorming. This was me being selfish, um, brainstorming. And I was like, how can I get Nicholas on the show? Because he is a wealth, Lacey. He's a wealth of knowledge. And I, so I came up with this idea and I was like, all right, I'm going to go message him and see what <laughs> he says. Down. And he said yes. He said yes, people. <laughs> He's here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so Nicholas worked with me. On two different projects, one was um, a community scream. We did this almost a year ago. It was last winter when we all felt like we were all about to lose our danged minds. And he came on live with me on Instagram and just talked about like how everybody, how ever, like this time last year was just a lot different, and how you know the mental load, the impact we were all suffering at that point. And he talked about the importance of why a big primal scream really is good for you physically, emotionally, um, psychologically, all the things. And so then we got together with our community and we did a big ass scream. It was freaking fantastic. And then um, he also, mind you, like at this point, that I think that was the first time we met in person was at the scream. At this point, it had all been virtual. And then we also did a live talking about just the impact because I'm sober, as y'all know. I've shared that on the show. Um, he came on the still sober a year later, still sober, sir. Doing it, yeah. Um, he came on and did a live with me, um, talking about just the impacts of alcohol and mommy wine culture, and how that's dangerous, and how um, you know we all tend to use that as a crutch and ways to just kind of. Um, really just be more mindful about it wasn't about like hey quit drinking he that was not his stance at all it was just like be more mindful of your drinking and um, I got a lot of great feedback on that that was a great live that we did together so anyway here he is my friend Nicholas welcome to the show Uh, thank you for having me that was a wonderful introduction Um, I'm glad to be had uh, and I enjoy being here with you once again Um, and and meeting with you as well Lacey I feel like this might be our first time connecting. So I'm excited. Same. Yeah. So, uh-oh. Yeah, Hold very on. much so. My video return. Can you still We're, hear me, Nicholas? Party okay. in the USA. All right. Well, that's... Yeah. We're, it's like we're on a phone call. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the video comes back. Um, Lacey, do you think we should stop and leave and come back in? Uh, we could try it and see if it works. Okay. All right. Hold on, Nicholas. Don't leave yet. Hold on. I'm going to hit stop. And we're live back on the radio show. We're live on the radio. Back on air. Lacey, this is where you say. It's not radio. I always act like we're on a radio show and she's always like, I don't think you understand how a podcast works. I'm like, hey, hey. here we are. We're live. We are neither live. Ah, I think we've got a caller. Hold on real quick. Let me get this caller on the air. Caller. We do. It's Nicholas. <laughs> First time, long time. <laughs> All right. So I asked Nicholas to come on this. So December is a particularly brutal month for resellers because people are not 
buying secondhand as much. Some people do gift secondhand, but I would say the majority of people are shopping retail right now for the holidays, which makes sense. So this can definitely be a time of year where it's a real mindfuck for um, resellers, particularly ones who do this full time and, you know, count on this for their full time um, income. And I just thought this would be a really good opportunity to bring Nicholas on. He He's going to talk about stuff I probably am not even thinking of, but like, you know, mindset shifts, ways to prepare for slow times. Um, and then I, and then I actually, I have some questions here that people on our Patreon, I asked them yesterday if they had some questions for him and, oh, there it is. Black screen again. Are you there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, all right. We're just going to, we're going to forge. Yeah. We're okay. going to forge forward. Some, sometimes this crap happens. Um, and so then I'm going to ask him uh, these questions that people in the Patreon sent to us. Also, heads up, Lacey has power and internet workers outside, like working in her neighborhood. So she may just get kicked out of this interview. And then we, Lacey, I'm sorry, we will continue on without you. Okay. I understand. Okay. So. The the show show must go must on. Go on. <laughs> All right. So, Nicholas, can you um, let listener know, kind of give them a little bit of your background? Yeah. So, thanks for having me again. I love your show. So glad to be here. Um, my name is Nicholas Wright. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I've been doing mental health work for about 10 years, starting out as a case manager and just kind of working my way up, whether it was my family's mental health or even my own. Um, it was something that's always been passionate to me. That's kind of what brings us here. Um, I also have a specialty in addictions. Um, so as we kind of talk about shopping, sometimes <laughs> we kind of dibble and dabble into the addiction arena, you know? Yeah. I, I My um, observation, because I'm, you know, I'm heavily involved in the reseller community on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, my observation is a lot of resellers are big shoppers. And I, you know, we've had people on the show even talk about how like they like shopping and this is an opportunity for them to shop, but then they're not necessarily, I mean, they're spending their own money to buy the things, but then, you know, they make money selling this stuff. So I don't know, maybe you can talk about, maybe we could get into that too. Like what's your opinion on that in terms of like mental health? Is that a, is that a good outlet for them? People who maybe, may be serial shoppers, um, that then turn that into a business. I mean, for me, I'm not a shopper. I've never been a shopper. I hate shopping. Um, <laughs> do you make the list and then go get what you need and then get out? Or do you kind of just kind of oh, go yeah. with it and browse? No, no, I don't go into stores and browse. That's a nightmare for me. <laughs> it's <a> nightmare. <laughs> I'm, guilty. I'm definitely a list. I'm a list person. I'm guilty to say I'm a browser. I'm a window shopper professional. <laughs> I don't buy. You get paid for window shopping. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about like reselling is the idea of purchasing an item that was once someone else's trash, or and reselling it and repurposing it for a markup. And turning it into someone else's treasure. And um, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Um, I think, again, the only time it can get kind of mucky is when it kind of starts to overstep its boundaries in terms of like your priorities. Um, you know, is it is it like, OK, let me buy the sneakers versus paying like my rent. 
with the hopes that I can resell them before I pay my rent. Yeah, I think Lindsay and I have talked about that. There's there's an element too as a reseller um, that you know you're selling to these people sometimes, and they like make a purchase, and then it tells you on your end, well, you know, the payment didn't go through. And then they're like, oh, hold on. Let me get a different card and let me like see if I can borrow some money, you know, to try to finalize this purchase. And you're like, oh, you probably shouldn't be buying Mm -hmm. these things then. But again, we're not their mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a lot of times too, like, should we just go in or? or Yeah. Yeah. Go in. What you got? I want to, I want (laughs) to utilize every minute we have here with you. All right. So there's this thing called selective attention. Um, and selective attention is our body's ability to consciously observe, consciously become aware of things that we are aligned with while simultaneously unconsciously filtering out information. So in layman's terms, that's like if you're driving a yellow Toyota Camry, you notice other yellow Toyota Camrys. And it's not because you are consciously going Ford, Tesla, Buick as you drive, not at all. What you're actually doing is your body is filtering out those other cars. And simultaneously, because you're in a yellow car, it notices the yellow Toyota that looks just like yours. So if you are hyper focused on selling or you're engaging in these things, you should start to attract the things in which you are focusing on while simultaneously filtering out the other fluff the other vehicles that don't look like yours or the other goals that don't match what you are focused on. So the really cool thing about it is if your selective attention is aligned with what you're really focusing on, it's going to be really hard to stop you because your brain, your mind, your spirit, your energy, it's all for it. However, if, (laughs) if, if you're kind of torn in what you're doing and you haven't really aligned your focus correctly, it can be kind of tough um, as you kind of analyze the resale market and you try to buy certain things. Um, you have to be confident in what you're doing, but you also have to prioritize it in a way that can be advantageous. So another piece that comes to mind is that budget, right? Um, yeah. As it relates to the budget, I, I've seen some people do some phenomenal things in the resale market. Um, I too have dibbled and dabbled a time or two, um, with old antiques or old vinyl records, um, and tried to resell them. Um, I remember once upon a time, I used to go to Goodwill and find Ralph Lauren polos and then sell them on eBay for a markup. So How, I, when did you do that? When was that? Undergrad college. Uh, I don't, oh, I don't, nice. I don't want to tell my age. Hold- <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, I want to talk about the, what did you call it? Selective what? Yes. Selective attention. attention. So there's actually two. So go ahead. So how, how do we relate that to reselling? Like in terms of like what we're buying to sell, like what we're sourcing, is that what you mean? I kind of look at it in the mind frame of, are you going to be successful with If you are emerging yourself in the culture and like listening to podcasts like Thrifter Sisters, reading the books, going to the websites and really putting your energy towards this or or also just listening to like entrepreneurial books and like motivating yourself in that way, 
your selective attention is going to notice things that align with your focus and you won't get thrown off your path by different distractions. Okay. Okay. So it's important that you listen to Thrift Sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. Wait a minute here first, folks. (laughs) We are here for entertainment purposes. Now, today is actually going to be very informative. And our guests always come in hot with some tips, too. But just to be clear, Lacey and I are here for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) They're just sisters. They're just sisters. are not responsible for anything that you buy or don't buy or the the failure or the success of your business. Me either. (laughs) Me either. So here we go. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Hey, there's Nicholas. You are responsible for your own choices. You're a grown up. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> now, are there any like reoccurring themes that you see within the the resale market? Is it like the negotiation side where you got to put on the poker face, or I don't know, uh, maybe overspending? There, I I feel like there's a lot of reoccurring themes. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, which one? There, there's what jumps to first in my head is. Like we were talking about, people typically that are resellers really like shopping. So they'll go out and keep buying piles and piles of inventory when they already have piles and piles of inventory at home that they haven't listed yet. And as we've had other people on here before talk about, then you're just sitting on wasted money. You're not earning and, you know, you're not bringing the money into you. You're just throwing your money away if you're not listing what you already have. That's a huge overarching theme in the reselling community for sure. So just inventory on hand, but it's not even posted anywhere online. Right, because they enjoy the thrill of the hunt, going out to see what they can find. But the reality of getting all that listed, it's a grind. It's a grind. Every Mm -hmm. single piece takes so much time, you know, because we have to clean it, photograph it, measure it, photo, you know, then we have to like edit the photographs, post the photographs, write the listings, like it. It is a grind if you are a high volume seller. If you're one of those, I'm not a high volume. I've gone into a higher um, uh, average sales price model where I'm sourcing higher end items. So I don't have a huge, like I have two things right now in my basement that just arrived this morning that I purchased online that I need to photograph and list. But the but the women, not women, the people that go out and um, source high volume, they buy pallets. They're constantly going to the thrift store. And and a lot of people do find success with that business model. We're talking high, high volume, but very low cost of goods. And then, you know, they're only making a couple of bucks per flip. I don't want to work that way. I don't mm-hmm. have the time to work that way. I need, I need things that are going to bring in minimum $50 flip. And I'm actually looking for more around the $150 profit mm. per flip. I think that's so super valid. People, They'll, they, they just, they, we, people call it their death pile or their money pile because people recognize it's money sitting over there. I could be making, but it's like a, it's an ongoing joke in the reseller community that I have a huge death pile because I don't want to deal with that. I just want to go out and source some more mm. stuff. Okay. No, it seems super like I like your business model. Um, I think that would be, that was actually more of my speed versus like doing storage wars. Right. Um, and going to these mm-hmm. places and just stocking up, um, and just taking any profit that you can get. Um, yeah. I think that it's it's a neat idea. Um, however, I think the, the caveat is, are you making that profit? I think that's what it comes down to. Like, um, 
you know, cost and reward. So as it relates to doing this, I would encourage someone to really analyze how much money they need. I mean, if you're looking to make like $10,000 a month, it's like, what? how many flips do I need to make this occur? And is there any, I mean, you have to have that buffer just in case um, to ensure that you can still sustain. Uh, I guess and to I, your I, point. I, I think, uh-huh. oh, go on, go on. I'm sorry, go on. I was just kind of wondering, like, I know you kind of said winter is a slow season. And I know sometimes slow seasons can take people out. <laughs> How slow is slow, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm I'm having an incredibly slow month right now, but I'm but I'm not worried about Same. it because I've set my business up in a way where I'm prepared for that. Mm. So I'm I'm you know now if January comes around and I have another super slow January, then I'm going to start getting concerned. Um, but all my previous last five months have been highly successful, um, and that's five months ago is when I shifted my business model to a higher. Um, cost of goods, higher profit per item. Um, and, you know, if, if January, February come and they're both slow months, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? But right now I am not, my sales are real bad. We're on day, what is today? The ninth? Yeah. Ooh, I got, I got mm-hmm. nothing happening right now. It's real bad. Um, but I'm not panicking yeah, because, I, I, you know, December is a historically slow month. I knew that mentally coming into the month. Um, so c- can you talk about like, like, what can people do? What can people do during slow times in their business where they don't be like, oh, God, I'm a failure. I got to get out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't think it hurts to evaluate what you're doing. Um, but some people do find a lot of success in that high volume um, sales business model. Um, but I think those people also have partners that work with them, you know, because sure. it's impossible, I think, to do that by yourself, to just to deal with that much inventory, yeah. to process that much inventory. What are some things people can do mentally when we know, like, you're probably going to have a pretty slow month in the summer. You're probably going to have a real slow December. What what can we do to mentally prepare for those things so we don't, you know, total totally panic during those slow times? Yeah, from a project management standpoint, <clears throat> I mean, the the pros sell themselves, right? Pros and cons. The pros sell themselves. It's just the cons that we right. have to be aware of. And so if we can if we can project, it can make it a little bit easier. So every year you know that there's going to be two to three slow months. Um or, you know, every year you know that there's going to be um one or two items that you're looking at that are going to cost at least a thousand dollars or more uh, with the hopes of making a greater profit, of course. So by projecting, by being open about your intentions and then being honest about the different situations that may occur, it can make it easier as you go through it. So you're more proactive on the front end instead of that reactionary response when you're like, oh my gosh, I wasn't ready for December or, oh my gosh, there's this, gumball machine, vintage, blah, 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 for $1,000. And I really want it. But in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to, as they say, rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, So I would encourage you to budget ahead of time. Have those storage of money saved up for those special purchases. Have a little bit of money saved up for those rainy days or those slow months. Um, so that way, 
when it happens, it's not a surprise, but it's more of an expectation. And the best part of it all is if those slow months don't happen, yeah. you're that much more ahead of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think a lot of us, and I, you know, I'm going to put myself in that category. Me, I'm going to put me and Lacey in that category. We're not super business-minded people. Now, there are a lot of people right. in this industry that are very business-minded. And, you know, like Lacey Madison went to business school. You know, we know Issa has like a, a a career with a, you know, she has a resume with um, lots of work in the corporate world where they've gotten these educations to make them more business minded. For me, aligning myself with mentors um, that do have that business mindset has made such a huge difference in my business. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about you know, budgeting, being prepared, like those aren't things that I've done in the past. But so Nicholas, I, everybody who follows us and listens to the show knows I actually, (laughs) I won a scholarship um, for a business build out course um, through this woman named Issa. She has a business called the Global Collective. And I won it by being a total jackass on Instagram. Shocker. Shocker. Congratulations. A win is a win. (laughs) I love it. So, (laughs) I mean, she offers that as a course that she sells and it's expensive. And I won it just by being a complete Lindsay, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I Lindsay the crap out of it, got her attention and won. And, but, but, but by aligning myself with her, it really has helped my bit. Like, I'm not panicking right now. I have my cash dash set aside and ready for this slow month. Um, but I also understand that a lot of people, you know, like buying her course isn't something they can financially do. Um, I absolutely don't. Nobody tell Issa this, but I absolutely was going to invest in that course had I not won the scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. Don't you. Anybody tells Issa, I'm coming for you. Don't you tell her that. <laughs> right. How dare you. How very right dare you. <laughs> But I, you know, and and I'm not saying you have to buy Issa's, you know, $600 course. What I'm saying is just like getting aligned with people that actually know what the hell they're doing. And I think that, Nicholas, why don't you talk about this? I feel like there are so many people on Instagram that are very well-intentioned. They are not out there trying to sabotage people. But I feel like a lot of bad advice is going around on Instagram. How how can how can we weed through that kind of stuff? I feel like that's hard. If you are brand new to this, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Like how how are you even able to set yourself up to figure out who to trust? Who to and it's not even a trust issue because I don't think those people are trying to bamboozle anybody, mm-hmm. right? Don't you think, Lacey? Yeah, I think they genuinely think they're helping, um, but you know. It- yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very super tricky. One. I think the issue is going to be um, if it's too easy, like run, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Anything <laughs> worth having, you have to work for it. Um, and, and so I, I'm suggesting that if it's too easy, just just walk away. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, if it feels like. 
you know, fly by night kind of scheme or, you know, there's this idea that you can get rich overnight. But in all actuality, be prepared to put in the work and, and do the hours, um, to say the least. Um, I feel like you can relate to that more so than many. Um, just just that because honestly, like when I was doing it on eBay, like I would get the shirt, I would post the shirt or iron it, get the hangers right posted. And then every so many weeks, like sometimes I would take it down and repost it. So it filters back to the top of the list and like mm-hmm. mentally ground yourself and just be prepared to do some work. Um, it, it, it can be passive income once you, I guess, get that reputation and you, you get your name out there. But for a while, it's going to be the grind. Um, and then once the, you know, once you start getting the reviews and you start getting the the likes and all these different things, then I think it might become a little bit easier, but literally and getting your systems in place too. Like you've got to learn, you know, effective, yes. t- you know, time effective systems that, you know, cause you want to be making the best use of every minute. Yeah. Those beginning days, man, I remember that so vividly that, you know, just the constant, you know, I should quit. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm failing. This isn't working. Why am I wasting my time? Like I'm a loser. You know, it's real hard to get out of that mindset of like, you know, you know, if I just put in the work, I can do this when you're not making any money currently, you know, and you're just kind of sitting there going, well, Well, and and like Issa always says, your business doesn't give a crap about your feelings. Your, your business, (laughs) like there's data, look at your data and your feelings don't matter. Your business has no feelings. It doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> Correct. Literally, you know, <laughs> it, it's really about your family and your urgency. Um, if you need this bad, like, then you're going to have to really focus and, and hone in on it. Um, but prepare. Ooh, for it I want to. I want to talk. I want to talk about that for a minute. Um, so, so Nicholas knows my situation because we actually ran into each other at a soccer game a few months ago, and I shared with him what is going on with John. So, Nicholas, we're actually um, think cancer is back, and John is heading back into surgery Monday morning. Actually, sorry, sorry to hear that. And um, thank you. And um, <clears throat> you know, I'd been doing this reselling for a little over a year when he first got diagnosed back in the summer. And I'd been trying to make it work, da, 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 but I don't. My mindset, I don't know, was exactly where I needed it to be to get to where I am now. Um, when he got diagnosed, I, I've been, I was then faced with my financial vulnerability if something were to happen to him. And when I told him that, he was like, "Lindsay, something could happen to me at any time, cancer or not. You should have always been thinking that way." I'm like, "Well, I wasn't, and now I am. So shut up, sir. This is where we are." Um, you know, really starkly faced with my financial vulnerability of like, I can't raise these kids on my fitness career that I've had the past 20 years. I can't raise these kids on a yoke teaching yoga. Like I've got to, I have to figure this out. I have to make my time worth it. I have to make the money I'm making worth it because what if, what if we go down now, listen, we're not going to go down that path. We're not like right. he's going to be fine, but it just really made me face for the first time. I, I think I've always felt safe because he's always been the bread earner, the, the you know, 
It's just, I've always felt safety. Well, with the lawsuit that we had, where all of our financial security was pulled out from underneath us, and we have nothing to fall back on anymore because of that. And now with this cancer diagnosis, I'm starkly faced with, bitch, you're, you might have to do this by yourself. You better figure out a way to support your family. <laughs> and that's when, for me, I made... Like, I have to figure this out. I cannot be selling things for a $10 profit anymore. I have to be willing to put my fears aside about risk in terms of what I'm willing to pay up for items that will turn into a bigger profit. I got to put that aside. I got to get very focused. And that's when I really started aligning myself with people that were successful, are doing what I need to be doing. And I've been full steam ahead since June and July. Yeah, I tip my hat to you because that's not an easy feat to accomplish. Um, considering the circumstances, um, it's really impressive how you how you did that. Uh, and we're able to kind of pick up steam and just keep going despite your frustrations. I think the big takeaway is preparing And then another takeaway, which might be an unintended consequence, but is the idea of just grounding yourself so that you could keep an open mind to move forward. Despite, because I mean, you could have got stuck and just started crying and wallowing and just been stuck. But instead, you're like, what can I do? What can Lindsay do to pivot herself? And the idea of aligning yourself with mentors, connecting with your sister, like family support. Shout out Lacey. Always there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's she's definitely been, um, you know, her and best friend Mariana have definitely been crucial supports for me, you know, just getting through all of this. But I mean, you know, Nicholas, that's how my brain works. Like that's how Hot Moms got was born was just out of grief, the the enormous pain and grief of losing my father in such a traumatic way, and you know, dealing with that lawsuit that we dealt with for three years. It it tore me down, and I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do with this pain, this turmoil I'm dealing with? I'm a, you know, what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a down bitch community of people on Instagram, and we are going to do service projects for this community. And it really gave me light in those really dark times. And so, you know, in a way, I understand I'm not built like most people, and I don't know why that is, but I do have a mindset where, like, you're, it's just whatever it is, it may break me down for a minute, but it's not mm-hmm. going to ruin me. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that is. Because you're a badass. Um, <laughs> I just <laughs> well I think also Lindsay just speaking to your past I mean the fact that you you know went through a very traumatic experience as you know a young well that's true adult that's true. back in that, when I was 22 you know you've been on that side of the downward spiral of the wallowing of the I can never get out of this my life's never going to get better you know and you don't yeah. ever want to be in that place again you know so you have forged this mindset of okay well I can feel this and be in it for a minute but you know screw that I got to move yeah. on we got to do something else 
Because you've always kind of taught that to me. Too, yeah, she's then. she's referencing my boyfriend died when I was almost twenty three years old. He died in an accident, and it it ruined my life for. I mean, I you know for like five years, I ruined my life for about mm-hmm. five years. Um, just really cool. spiraling there, and I was just like, I can't. Bad, more bad shit's gonna come in life. I can't do that. I can't respond like that every time something bad happens. Yeah. So no. yeah, that's that's true, Lacey. That's valid. Uh, I, what comes to mind next is the idea of like for the everyday listener, right? Like you two are a badass, and it's just finding that piece of you to pull it out and be like, okay. What can I do to keep going? Like whether it's going for a walk, right? I feel like at a base level, when you have those lows at a base level in terms of like emergency response from a psychological first aid perspective, we're looking at food, sleep, and air. So I'm going to tell you to get some food so we know that we can... Find out if you're hungry because we got to make sure that it's not an angry pain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that struggle is real. (laughs) Uh, I want you to get some sleep because I need to know your baseline. Um, Without proper sleep, it's hard to really know. Um, Are you sleep deprived? Um, Is this emotion authentic or is this induced Mm -hmm. by by lack of Z's? Um, And then air, because I don't want you to isolate for too long. And then once we can get those three things kind of going, then the next steps are to start looking at trying to develop some sort of routine. And then once we get that routine going, then we can kind of pull ourselves up and say, okay, how can I incorporate reselling into my routine? Because I got to pull myself out of this funk and I have to keep going, Mm -hmm. whether it's contacting a mentor or even just contacting the ally, like a support. Um, they don't have to be a mentor. It's just someone who can be like, yeah, uh, Lindsay, you're right. Like, or Lacey, you are right. Some of these people do get on my nerves. Like there's a lot of scammers that pretend to buy stuff. And then as soon as you show interest, they disappear. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Or people who say, hey, I'm gonna send you a blank check. Like what? You know, so just... <laughs> cash it in your name and then uh keep 2000 of it and send me the rest hearing hearing you say that it 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 kind of like that's kind of what we all do on instagram right like we've found each other all through instagram all the you know like Lacey and i've met so many amazing smart brilliant People who had no idea what they were doing getting into this business, but have found success through their own way. That's what's so interesting about this industry is like there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many paths into it. And then we've all kind of found each other through Instagram. And we all are. It's a really supportive community. It really is. Like there's not a lot of negativity in there. I mean, people, I don't know, people who have negative um, uh, personalities anyway, you know, can... Mm-hmm. focus on negative stuff a lot. But I, I think for the most part, it, it like we all do support each other. We're all like we've all, all of us, all of us have made friendships with different, you know, we all have different best friends, different reselling best friends that we've made through our DMs. And, you know, a lot <laughs> of people have met in person through that. And, you know, that, like you were saying, finding a support system. I think it's cool that we have this opportunity to find each other online. Um, people who understand this the, the this job and it 
that is what we've all done is kind of sought each other out through that platform. Yeah, community is priceless. It just helps. It just really helps. Um, and I like the way that you put this together because it does give people a space. And then there's like certain communities um, that, that are like more niche or you meet people who are like, hey, I specialize in antique sewing machines or I specialize in sports memorabilia or I specialize in high end yeah. values like yourself. Um, so I, I, I really love having that community, uh, especially um, when you're when you're feeling down because the good days take care of themselves. It's the bad days when you yeah. need your supports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I've noticed um, in the reseller community. We. And, well, OK, I'll just speak to myself. I'll speak to myself. So. Like I said, you know, I've really made this shift when John got diagnosed and I've really been like head down working. And I will say for myself, and I know this to be true, I'm. it's good that I've done what I've done and that I'm shifting my business and I feel proud of it and I'm glad I've done this. But I also know that I'm missing out on a lot of life because I have, like I told Mariana, Oh, yeah. You met Mariana. Nicholas, I forgot about that at the scream. I told Mariana, I was like, I don't care about anything else right now. I care about making money. That is the that is I am singularly focused on that. And and I know in my core, in my bones, that's not right because I, there's so much life around me and I need to um, I need to. I need to submerse myself in that too, because that's a part of living. And that that's one of the things that keeps us going. But I am so traumatized by these last four years of my life, just thing after thing after thing. I'm like, I don't give a shit about anything else. All I want to do is buy some shoes and sell some shoes. That's it. I got <laughs> to make some damn money because I cannot be in this vulnerable position that I'm in. And I know that that is good in so many ways, but I also know that I am more than likely heading towards a big burnout doing this. Yeah, that's valid. So you want to pace yourself, right? Like the full on sprint, right? But we got to run a marathon. So I would inc- when you run into that type of scenario where someone's just all in and they're giving their all and it actually can work really well, especially if they can get their systems in place. Um, but if you feel like the burnout may be coming, then that's when we want to try to pace ourselves and slow down. So whatever speed you're walking or, or you're maneuvering, I encourage you to just like dial it back just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not even telling you to like move at a snail's place or a turtle's pace, but just whatever speed you're at now, just turn it down just a little. So that way you can appreciate the roses. You can stop and smell the flowers. Um, you can appreciate your environment in which you are in right now um, for what it is instead of just being on go mode. However, you know, it can be tough when you have circumstances like this, because, I mean, we live in a capitalistic society. I mean, we there's like mm-hmm. there's a systemic piece here, um, which is like the pressures and the importance of money as a tool and how money can help us. And then there's the practical piece, which is. How do I maintain within this structured system that exists 
when I'm going through a situation such as this. Um, and it can feel egregious at times um, because sometimes you just want to rebel and say, I'm not doing it. But <laughs> um, that could be a good time to reach out to a support system and be like, Lacey, today is a day. <laughs> and I need yeah. someone to say something positive to me right now. Please <laughs> call me back when you get this message, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, because of my past, I know what I need to do. So you, Nicholas, you know that working out is a part of my daily life. Um, uh-huh. And the pa- pa- the past, and I know also this has a lot to do with the fact that it's winter and dark earlier and my seasonal depression likes to really come in and grab me by the ears and shake me around. It's real fun. Uh-huh. Um, but I have not been working out as consistently as I normally do. And I know for me, like that is such a key component. And, um, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving, I hadn't worked out in two weeks. So after Thanksgiving, like that gets put like physically written down on, that's not something I've in the past had to write down because I know I have to do it for my mental health and for my productivity. Mm-hmm. But I, I've i started adding it to my physical – every morning I sit down and write out what I need to accomplish that day and working out gets put on that list now. So it's things like that. I have – like this is so stupid, but I haven't been going out and walking my dogs every day like I normally do. And like you said, that's one of the things. Get some air. Go outside. Get some air. But I am not putting that on my list Every day, because I'm like, I've got this limited time between getting the kids dropped off and picked up. I gotta work. I gotta work. And it and and you're so right. Yeah. Like getting outside in nature, like that, that is a huge part of avoiding this pent up. Like I feel like I'm about to explode right now. Honestly, I can feel it. Like I was online last night trying to get myself a massage scheduled, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no time. John's surgery is on Monday. I'm gonna be in caregiver mode all next week. Like. The- what and then and then it's like I don't I don't know what his schedule is going to be after that and I'm like damn it the kids will be out of school like I know what I need to do I need to go get coffee with my friends I need to go to dinner with my friends yeah. I need to get out and walk my dogs like these are all things I am not doing and we got to make it happen so the only way that you can be your best self for John is if you make time for yourself. As cliche as that might sound, it's I mean, you feel it coming. I mean, you said it too, so I think it's it's worth a shot. When's the last time you went and had coffee? Well, you know, I will say this week Mariana actually did come over and we had lunch together at my house, but that is a rarity and it only happened because she was coming to pick something up she needed that I was giving her. And so I was like, why don't you uh, bring lunch with you? And I have lunch here for me. Why don't we just sit down and have it? And that was so nice. Like, I just feel recharged, like, just being in mm-hmm. her. Like, her and I talk on Mar- Marco Polo every day. But, like, being in her physical space. Like, she left and I'm, like, smiling. And I just feel recharged being in her physical presence. So, so it was this week. But before then, I couldn't tell you last time I did something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's that's a point of where you need to do it, right? When you notice, like, when's the last time I actually got to do something like I really want to do for recreational purposes? Just making time for yourself. It can feel selfish at times, for sure, like, because, I mean, 
it just does because we're helpers in and but before you were a mom before you were um a wife before you were all these different things you were Lindsay, and Lindsay liked to get coffee with her friends and it makes her a happier Lindsay. <laughs> yes she did <laughs> so we got to make that happen um and I, I just think about the other resellers out there like because there are things that happen in pivots and like life circumstances what advice would you give to them <laughs> i know i know i mean i i remember this um through my many years of being a personal trainer is listening to my clients you know verbalize how they felt about themselves how they would be so down on themselves mm-hmm. so you know, I I remember, or no, 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 this is a great example. No, um, got to get my body back after having a baby. And I remember mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. those conversations with myself in my head, like beating myself up because I worked in the fitness industry. So I felt like the pressure was even higher for me. Like, oh, I got to bounce back. Got to get my body back. And I remember these conversations I was having in my head with myself and being like, if one of my clients was telling me this stuff... Like, I would be giving them the biggest love slap right now because what the way I was talking to myself about my body and the bouncing back, which is bullshit, by the way, ladies, um, like, I would never allow my clients to speak to themselves the way I was speaking to myself. Mm. So, you know, maybe thinking of yourself as like your best friend, like what would you say to your best friend who was saying all the stuff you're feeling and thinking? Like, <laughs> you know, you I love know? it. Yes. No, that's it. You know, removing yourself or removing the person from the situation, even if it is yourself. Right. Like, so like to your point, like you're having that rough moment and you're like, I got to get back in shape or I need to sell these products. So it can be helpful to just say, you know what, if it wasn't me going through this situation, what would I say to them? What advice would I give to them? Yeah. And that's the advice you got to give ourselves um, so that we can be more whole. I think the hard part is actually taking your own advice, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> and let's be real. Reselling isn't for everybody. <laughs> Let's start there too, right? Like <laughs> it's it could be cool to give it a shot, but you know, if it's not for you, it's okay. Like it, or for the listener out there who's like struggling, like it might not be for you. Um yeah. you have to really want this and be dedicated towards it. Um it takes effort, it takes sacrifice, it takes some long nights and some early mornings, but I think if you pace yourself and you want it, the resale industry can be pretty nice. Um, yeah. It can be really nice. I think the goal though, is like well, once you get some money from an entrepreneurial standpoint is to diversify your income. So yes, you started out getting money as a reseller. Um, but then it's like, what else can you invest your money into? So you can bring in other streams of income. Yeah. And I, I do think a lot of resellers do that. Like a lot of us get, you know, sponsorships or brand deals through Instagram. And and those people, including us, you know, people um, can start hating on that. But 
it's just another way of monetizing, of bringing money in. You know, Lacey and I make money off of ad reads. We make money off of Instagram reels we make. And I have a really thick skin. So that kind of, that stuff does not bother me. But not all women are like me. Like a lot of women, you know, that that's hurtful when other people come onto their pages and start attacking them. And I always feel a lot of empathy for them. <laughs> what do you mean? Like attacking every, them in what way? Like, oh, you're a sellout. Like that that happens a lot. Like, oh, you're a sellout. Oh, because they stopped force selling. These, well, no, because they they have gotten brand deals, or they you know they have sponsored ad content or something. Oh, okay, wow, yeah, that's savage. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I feel that like you have to go- that happened. I mean, online, you know, people are brutal online. That, like, literally, I think honestly, it's just because I've been through so much. I'm like, there's literally nothing anyone can say or do to me that's going to upset me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well. Block. Bye. (laughs) Right. Protect yourself. I think that's one of the best. I mean, that's great. Lindsay and I have been waiting for a bad review. I know. I want a bad review on our podcast so bad because I just think it would be hilarious. But nobody's. I actually (laughs) dreamt about that the other night, Lindsay. I dreamt we got one and I was like, I called you all excited. I was like, we got a bad review. (laughs) I know that is not normal. We're weird. I know. All right. Um, I want to get to some of these questions people, so Patreon people have asked. And this one's great because okay. we talked about this one. But what are what are some symptoms to look out for in terms of burnout? Um, so isolation, decrease in appetite, not wanting to go outside as often, um, frustrated, like festering. Uh, negative thoughts and uh, crying spells, just uh, nausea, migraines. All these things are really symptoms of burnout. Mm. And it, it, it sucks. So um, I really, because <laughs> burnout is a real thing. And the ICD 10, like the International Code of Diagnosing. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically everywhere outside of the United States uh, recognizes burnout as a clinical diagnosis, but in the U S it is not yet oh, wow. a diagnosis, uh, <laughs> but course. it is a real thing. So uh, yeah, I encourage you to pace yourself. A lot of those I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of those. Like I'm, I'm not wanting to go outside. Like I was talking to Mariana. She went to a party last night and I'm like, Oh God, why would you want to do that? Um, I have not had an appetite lately. I have had, I was just talking to John about this the other day, levels of exhaustion and I'm getting sleep. I'm like, I, my schedule is like in bed, asleep by 10, waking up at six. Like I am getting consistent sleep every night, um, but just a level of exhaustion that I can't even, and it usually doesn't hit me until midday, um, but it's like beyond what I was feeling during pregnancy level exhaustion. It is un real how heavy it is i can feel it so that's why i know i'm like i am heading towards burnout right now real fast all right so what are we going to do besides have a counselor on your show <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are we going to do nicholas tell me what are we going to do <laughs> um slow down so i feel like you're not so a lot of times right like you're not 
you're not putting yourself in a position where burnout would be plausible if you didn't feel there was a need. So I would encourage you to focus your need by writing down some of your goals for the year. And then let's break that down into monthly goals or quarterly goals. I really suggest quarterly goals. Um, mm-hmm. qu- quarterly being January, right? Four quarters a year. And then yeah, I yeah. would encourage you to just like analyze it and be like, all right, how can I make these tangible steps? And then how can I make room for myself within this? Another strategy, right? Okay. Within of this, this structure of goals that you created, when you start doing your day-to-day task and you ask yourself, how much time is this going to take? I want you to take how much time you think it is going to take. Oh, that should only take like an hour. I want you to multiply that by pi. 3.1415926, da, 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 right? And that's how much time it's actually going to take. Mm, and by using the pie technique, yeah. you're you're going to slow yourself down and give yourself time. And the best part is, if you don't need that much time, you're done early, and you you can just like relax and deal with the un- discomfort of actually relaxing because you're not used to doing that. No, I do not let, I don't let myself relax. Like I went and Lacey's um, husband and son went out of town last weekend. So I went to go spend the night with her to have just a sister's night. And we did watch some shows and play some games for sure. But we did a lot of work while I was over there too for the podcast. Like I just don't let myself relax anymore. I'm just constantly on the move. There's very little relaxing happening. Yes. I mean, we have to. All right. So that's what you have to do. Okay. So the pie technique, like even the subtle things like, oh, I'm gonna go pick up the kids real quick. You know, like add a couple more minutes to that. Give yourself that space. And then I would encourage you to try to engage in an outing of some sort, Um, whether it's with. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You want me to leave my house? You want me to leave my house? How dare you? Air. The air. No way. That's the question. You have to get it. You need the air. Um, And then here's one more for you, okay? I have a lot, honestly. But, like, so here's one more. I want you to go to YouTube and just look up a five-minute guided meditation. I suggest guided because we're always trying to control stuff. Let someone else control it. (laughs) Okay. Just a five minute guided meditation. Go in your room, shut the door, lock the door. Yeah. Tell someone if you knock on this door, I'm going to put all your stuffed animals on the front porch to freeze. So (laughs) give me five. (laughs) 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 So lock the door, take an unapologetic five minutes. If the house burns down, we got bigger problems. So it's like if the office catches on fire, we have bigger issues. Than you mm-hmm. taking a five minute break, <clears throat> and I'm, take I'm, that I'm, five. I'm really, I'm really glad you said that because as a yoga teacher, meditation was a huge part of my life before before the pandemic. Um, during pandemic mm-hmm. times, my meditation practice totally stopped, and I actually have a ton of guided meditations on my phone, actually from um, just saved into my phone. So the and I, God, I used to love doing that. I would 
mm-hmm. do a lot of my own self-guided meditations, but I can't. So I, I've really neglected my yoga practice, which I am bringing back in. I actually made a reel about it and bringing that back in because that's really important for me. Um, to, it's It changes how I move through the world. And uh, with that, I'm, you know, trying to add my meditation practice back in, but I'm failing because I'm doing self-guided meditation and my mind is just mm. too, it's too crowded and too stressed right now. So I'm really glad you said that because that's the answer that's like right there and I should know it. And I haven't been even, it hasn't even crossed my mind to do a guided meditation, but that's, I'm going to start yeah, doing that. Yeah, the thing you need one. didn't know you need it. I get Yes. Again, five minutes. I suggest five minutes because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like anything less than five minutes is really just like not really doing it Um, in terms of guided meditations. Um, All right. One more. I know I said the last one was one more, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm always giving one more. All right. For (laughs) the last one, we talk about (laughs) bonus. (laughs) We always talk about microaggressions, (laughs) like they beat that into the ground. So I'm so, but what about micro affirmations, right? Um, (laughs) It sounded Mm. like an 80s R&B song, but um, (laughs) 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 it was going to be the theme song for you to talk about micro affirmations. (laughs) Like Jodeci. All right. Uh, so here we go. So yes, there's micro <laughs> micro affirmations. I can do this. Today's going to be a good day. Um, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna smile more today. Um, I am going to I'm gonna do my best. I'm not defined by my mistakes. Um, uh, you can Google millions of these things. Um, I am yeah. solid. You know, but just a quick affirmation to put into your heart, put into your spirit, put into that conscious being that lives inside of us all. Um, it can really make a difference in terms of just pacing yourself or, you know, Hey, I'm a hot mom or, you know, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hot dad. I'm a handsome dad. Um, so just like being in that space and, and just give it to yourself. Um, because sometimes we have to be our biggest cheerleader especially when we're facing burnout. Yeah. All right. Well, we we are quickly running out of time. I want to get to two, like, let's see if we can buzz through. I have two more questions sent in by the Patreon. Okay. Um, One of them is one I'm really excited to ask you because it applies to me, but I'm going to ask this other one and Lacey, but I want to ask this other one first. Um, This is from someone who has a full-time job outside of reselling. And then she comes, you know, and then she, resells on the side part-time. She was um, looking for strategies to shift her mind between those two different jobs that will help her um, uh, avoid the overwhelm because it it is overwhelming because it is so much reselling in itself is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then you add in, you've got a full-time job on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like this is the lightning round. So if we do bibliotherapy, right? So <laughs> a right. book reference <laughs> is going to be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, it's a great read, even if you're not a business major, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He really talks about when you think about your future, don't necessarily just think about it from the perspective of of relaxing and being on the beach, but think about what type of work you're going to be doing. Um, and if you can envision yourself actually working, uh, then the money will come. Um, and enjoying your work in the process, then the money will come. 
Um, so Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Uh, listen to some podcasts um, and also just look into some more entrepreneurial things and obtain a mentor, a local mentor. Um, that'll really make the difference. Okay. And then last one is mindset advice for ADHD, motivation and consistency, feeling overwhelmed easily. Ooh, ADHD is an animal in itself, right? Um, it's a whole beast. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so if you're experiencing the ADHD from the procrastination standpoint of the the ADHD, um, then I would look at the Pomodoro technique. Uh, basically, um, you don't feel like doing work. <clears throat> Sorry, you don't feel like doing work. So what you're going to do is you're going to set a timer that gives you breaks. So you're going to work for 15 minutes, take a five minute break, work for another 15 minutes, take a five minute break, work for another 15 minutes, five minute break. And then on that fourth rotation, you're going to take a work for 15 minutes and now you're going to take a 30 minute break. So I encourage you to try the Pomodoro technique. It can kind of help you push through some of that procrastination. Another thing that is very helpful. I've done, I I have done that technique in the past. I, and again, haven't done it in a while and it is, it really is effective. Yeah. So that's the one that, I mean, that's, that's what comes to mind right now. ADHD is a, it's, it's tough. Um, it depends how, how extreme it is. And I would give that a shot. And then also like, just if you know, you get distracted, have something productive, that can be your distraction. So instead of it being your phone or something like that, like, okay, I need to post this t-shirt. All right, I'm gonna, okay, I'm getting distracted, but instead of my distraction being something frivolous, my distraction is now going to be um, updating the price or sending some emails, doing some administrative work, which still pushes me forward towards accomplishing my goal. So you, yeah, oh, using like that something that progresses your business as a distraction instead of, I don't know, 18 hours of looking at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's see who blew up a turkey this Thanksgiving trying to deep fry it, right? I would, I would never do that, ever. I would never use Instagram as a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Dare. ADHD is Dare tough. Dare you suggest it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's a it's a beast to fight fight with every day. All right, well, Nicholas, we have taken up a full hour over an hour because it's two minutes that passed the hour now, and you came on early. So, I am just so appreciative um, of you. I'm so glad that I've um, met you in this world, and uh, uh, I appreciate you willing to come on here. You being willing to come on here and do another project with me, uh, I love it. Thank you for having me. I uh, really enjoyed it. I hope it recorded well. If it didn't, um, I guess we're just going to have to do a retake. I- <laughs> um, we will. Oh, and y'all go. I will put his Instagram in our show notes, but go find him on Instagram. It's WGC. So W as in whale. <laughs> I don't know. G as in Gary. Right. C as in cat. W- <laughs> WGC today. Go find him on Instagram. And yeah, go, go give him a follow for daily. He, he, I don't know. Have you been on there a lot lately? It doesn't seem like you're as active on there as you used to be. Yeah, a lot of reshares right now. Um, 
hibernating yeah. for the top of the year, um, working on some administrative wow. things on the back end. Um, just hired a new employee, so we're always accepting new mental health clients. Um, and Great. so handling the back end, the the foundational things, and then uh, we'll we'll get back at it at the top of the year. Um, but yeah, uh, come check it out. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, you should still see something on there. Free tips to help you push yeah. through. Yeah, he has lots of great. He does these um, like car. He has a lot of these car. What do you call them? The things in your car? Uh, mental something. health minutes. Yeah, mental yeah, health yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Six, mental health minutes. Yeah. So, so go, go check out his account. You'll find some good information just through that. And I appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for coming in, coming into the studio today. <laughs> thank you so much, Nicholas. Thank this you. Thank you wonderful. both, Lindsay and Lacey. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. Have a happy holiday. And if anything, yeah, reach out. I'm too. here. You too. <laughs> one of those on my back right now. Kat and Emily used to have one in their apartment in college. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. So, of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah, like a little exercise trampoline that Emily was forever tripping over. <laughs> Let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. Which they bought at the thrift store. <laughs> of course they did. Red, white, and blue. All right, Nicholas, I'm actually, um, when I get done with recording with Lacey right here, I'm going to go take my dog. <gasps> I'm going to go I'm gonna go run a lap around the park. Look at you doing it. I'm going to do it. I hate the thought of it right now. But you're going to feel better once you do it. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. Well, that was great. I just love being in his presence, which is why I had to come up with an idea of how to get him on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was listening in on a therapy session between you two. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? That was private. Well, you shouldn't have why invited you- me. <laughs> it was a weird Nobody- thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then to put it on the radio. <laughs> live on the radio. Coming at you live. <laughs> listen to my listen to me get therapized on the radio. <laughs> Wasn't intended to be that way, but good lord, I'm a train wreck. Uh, you know? Well, yeah. Have you met you? <laughs> I I meet her all day every day. Yeah, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, he you know, inspired good. me to go put um some um, micro affirmations in writing and post them around my office. So when I see them, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I can do this. That's, that's why therapy is so good because it's shit you know you need to right. do. But you don't tell yourself to do it even when you know you need to do it. Somebody no. else goes, hey, go do this. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, like the guided meditation, that should be within my brain. Right. I should be mm-hmm. telling myself that. I haven't been. The Pomodoro Technique, I didn't know that it had, I mean, I knew that technique, but I didn't know that that was the name, but I wrote it down, Pomodoro Technique. Um, That is super effective Mm -hmm. for me. When I do that, I set little timers and give myself little breaks. It is real helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I didn't know about that technique. I kind of just like told myself about it. (laughs) Back when I was pregnant, I remember even just like doing dishes. I would be like, oh my God, my brain would be all over the place. And I was like, all right. I will do dishes during a commercial break. And then when the commercial break is over, like, because I have TV on in the background to, like, make it sound like there's somebody home because I'm always alone. Yeah. 
And I was like, okay. And when the commercial break is over, then I'll go make the bed. And then when I'm done making the bed, I'll go back and do dishes until there's another commercial break. <laughs> Dude, that is so ADHD. Like I will be deep in the middle of a task, any task. And I'm like, I'm going to finish this in a few minutes because I, it's like a physical urge yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. getting that I've got to go do this other thing. Yep. I'm like, I know I'm in the middle of unloading the dishwasher, but if I don't go pull those towels out of the dryer right now, I probably am going to die. I better right. go do that. <laughs> so ridiculous. And then sometimes I'll come back and finish unloading the dishwasher. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> I mean, just now because our cameras were off, I was sitting here going like this, <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> Dude, that's why I got this fidget. This fidget helps me so much when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, I need to get one of those for Jackson. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. I had some extras. I don't know where they went because it came in a pack of like five. Yeah. I don't know where they all are. It's real smart. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, Nicholas, thank you so much. Your time is so valuable. And I just really appreciate you taking the time out of your day I to know. come in be In the middle of a busy conference, he took his time out to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. And He's you, listener. And, yeah. And thank you, listener. That's right. You took time out of your busy day to listen to us. Hopefully, you're outside walking your dog while you listen to us right now, getting some fresh air. Or using us as a our... break from listing and processing clothes and whatever you're doing for your business. And we're, you know what? We're here to support you. Yeah. I hope you I hope you feel that. Here's your daily time. affirmation. You got this. Also, you're a smoke show. And Look at a you. real down bitch and or guy. <laughs> Look at you. So damn handsome and attractive and hot and <laughs> strong. Look at those muscles. Are you kidding me with those arms? You can lift a gallon damn. of milk. You should fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you a suit. I'm going to get you a superhero suit. You are a damn superhero. You are. You're my superhero, listener. Da, da. Hold on, it's coming to me. What are you doing? You're my inspiration. Oh. <laughs> what is that song? It's, uh, it's Chicago, right? Is it Ario Speedwagon? No, it's Chicago. It's either Chicago or just Peter Cetera. No, I think it's I think it's Ario Speedwagon. You're my inspiration. But I want to feel you near me. <laughs> yeah, it's I, Chicago or Peter Cetera. I'm telling you. I don't know who this Peter guy is. He was the lead he... singer of Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he tall and skinny? I don't actually know what he looks like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just because so far, all Peters are tall and skinny. <laughs> Want to hear you say it. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up. I feel like that might have been Backstreet Boys you just sang. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way anyone can prove that. What's with the song? <laughs> oh, my God. Can anybody tell us what we just quoted? Oh, my God, please What's tell us. with the song? <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. Calls to action. C-T-A. <sighs> Follow us on the Graham Thifter Sisters pod. Um, it really amazes me that we actually have people that find us on the pods first and then come over to the Graham. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had a message from someone uh, last night. Who said, who just started following us on Instagram was like, I love your show. I'm obsessed. I want to come on the show. And I was like, let's get you scheduled. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> follow us on the gram. Um, Patreon, you get bonus episodes weekly, every month, $5 a month. Ad free. You get, and you, they're ad free episodes. And you get to be in our mastermind call. You get to be live 
on air with us. That's right. You get Lindsay's uh, free consignment client worksheet, and you also can post about soup. <laughs> I got to find a better um, vehicle to you. To, so if any of y'all have ideas on a better way of sharing soup recipes, because it's too clunky. The Google Doc is too clunky. It's a pain in the ass to add soups to it. Well, since I can't get on the freaking Patreon, can I send you my soup recipe? <laughs> I don't understand. I gave you the... Lo- Oh, you can't. That's right. I we talked about. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna up. I'll upgrade our Patreon so that you can be on there as a team member. You can also go in and support us and buy me a coffee if you don't want to spend five dollars a month on these two down bitches that are talking to your earballs right now. Um, mm-hmm. and you want to just throw us a little, you know, a little donation so we can help grow our little baby podcast and aim for that studio space we want to have one day. To- that would mean I would have to leave my house, and you know I am not down for okay, that. We'll build you an underground tunnel. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Oh my God, can we buy the house next door and turn that into our studio? Uh, yeah, sure, we can do that. I have so I have a dream of t- turning the house next door into an Airbnb, but we'll just use the basement like as our studio. We'll make it look super good and professional. We're like, you know, put all the insulation into, and we'll be like, hey, I got to come in and record. You know, we're like kind of <laughs> podcast moguls, whatever. No big deal. Keep enjoying your Airbnb situation. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but I need you to wear like socks and slide your feet. No walking. There's a reason that Got there's um, six inches of carpet everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you walk in and the carpet's just like up to your knees. Pubes. <laughs> oh my god, so many. Like there's no amount of Roomba Roomba in that would get all those pubes out of that carpet. Oh, gross. I'm never coming over. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll build a door that just takes us into the basement so we don't have to go through that. Okay, great. Sounds good. That that pube mess. (laughs) So much. So So much carpet. Who puts carpet everywhere? Disgusting. The people that own the house I just bought that we moved into. I mean, I didn't just buy a house, but the house I'm living in now. It was wall-to-wall carpet everywhere. We went to a house in Wintergreen. I sent a picture to Wendy. I found one recently of a. They had a carpeted bathroom. No, it was not like a rug. It was carpet. No, Wendy was like, "Oh God, don't take your shoes off." (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Wendy and I have so much in common. (laughs) It's just why? Why would you carpet a bathroom? Oh God, how much pee is in that? Mm. Do you remember the little like? pads they would put on the toilet seats that were like shag rug basically and then also like a mat to go under the toilet around it it's just covered in piss i don't get it i don't get it what are we gonna do what are we gonna do i mean how many times have you had to wipe pee off the toilet it happens all the time juno because she is so busy living her life she cannot take the time to go to the bathroom that so many times by the time she gets in there and pulls her pants down she just pees on the floor not all of it it's not a full evacuation but it definitely comes out and then i have to go in there and wipe it up and disinfect that's on the that shag toilet cover on your on your carpeted bathroom why just why john wants to put more carpets in this house i'm like you're disgusting you disgust me (laughs) I mean, they do help with sound. I know. And they make it seem so much cozier. Yeah. I feel that after we just put three brand new rugs in our house, like in three of the bedrooms, yeah. I was like, oh, it's a lot cozier. Yeah. We we just a few months ago put our first throw down on the floor in this house, mm-hmm. in the living room. And I really like it. But oh, it's 
when I see the shit that comes out of that thing into the Roomba, I it's know. not a Roomba, but whatever brand of the yeah, Roomba yeah, yeah. is that I have, it's like, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love my Roomba. Don't ever leave me. DJ Roomba. <laughs> What's yours is DJ? Deej. Mm-hmm. D- DJ Tanner? DJ Roomba. It's from Parks and Rec. Uh, Tom Haverford needs is- his D- Roomba, DJ Roomba, because he straps a little um, speaker and an iPod onto the top of it. So everywhere it goes, it's a party. <laughs> DJ Roomba in the house. <laughs> who does that? Which character Tom does that? Tom Haverford. I don't know who that is. He's a Zari. Oh, that's his name, Tom Haverford? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. He was supposed to be recording a new season of his show. I wonder if – did that come out? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll do some investigation. Um, Juno named our vacuum, our robot vacuum, Dusty. And I was like, I love it. It's perfect. Because it's oh, the top always gets covered in yeah. dust because it, like, shoots the dust up and then eats it and then some of it goes on top. Jackson named our royal palm – that we have moved into the house so it won't die during the winter. He was like, oh, this is Martha. I was like, why? And he's like, because that's her name, mother. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Fantastic. Great. Martha. Um, where are your elves this morning? Mine are in a cookie jar. I don't know. Jeff moved them and I haven't found them yet. <laughs> Oh shit! They left. I don't know. They're gonna be. They went on a. They went on a long weekend vacation. Yeah, they went uh-huh. up to Wintergreen. Oh my god! You know what I was thinking we should do? Because I've always avoided doing this because it just the night times get to be a real shit show when we keep the kids up too late. Yeah. But we should look into doing. Um, but I feel like they're you know they're older now. I think they could handle a night of doing this. We should go to Wintergreen. Just drive up there for a night. I mean, not even spend the night, like because it's forty five minutes. Yeah. It's even. We. It's even closer to your house, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we could go from your house and spend the night, go back and spend the night at your house even. But take the kids up. They do nighttime snow tubing on the fake snow up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should go do that. Yeah, we should. That'd be fun. I've, I've said it for the last two years and then I dropped the ball. So now I'm putting the ball in your court. Okay, word. So maybe if we both have balls. <laughs> and <in> our, scene. <laughs> we can... We can really make this happen. We can make some Christmas dreams come true. Uh, it will be a Christmas miracle after all. <laughs> it will be Christmas after all. I always Zoe thinks a friend from junior high, Samantha Wells. <laughs> Shout out Samantha Wells. She, I'm sorry, Welch. Shout Samantha out Welch. She. Welch. We were walking I'm sure she's around. Listening. For some reason, our teacher. We were hosting a speech tournament at our junior high, and our theater teacher had tasked us with finding extra chairs to put in like the rooms that were going to be used. And so we were running around and we couldn't find any extras because we weren't supposed to take them out of certain rooms, blah, 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 whatever. All of a sudden she opened a closet that was just ceiling to floor, like classroom chairs. And she just turned to me and went, it will be Christmas after all. (laughs) And I have said that ever since because of her. (laughs) It will. These chairs have provided a Christmas miracle. (laughs) Okay. What? We are just rambling. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay, I'm going to go put on a true crime podcast yeah. and go run walk my dog. Do it. Just Roxy. David can go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you too, David. You sweet boy. But it's just easier to run with just one dog. And she likes to run. He does not. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just wants to luck. watch and judge us. That's mm-hmm, all he wants mm-hmm. to do. And judge, you. judge. <laughs> just. He's the fun police. He wants to shut it down. Yeah, anytime Juno and I start to dance, he's like, oh, hail to the hail Uh to the no. He comes and stops. He stops it. He is the fun police. (sighs) 
shut that shit Him and Jackson should be best friends. You would think they would be. But Jackson likes fun. Well, he does, but he also is like the safety police. Risk assessment manager. Right. So (laughs) I feel like him and David could team up. Oh, that dancing. You could sprain an ankle. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is dangerous. Colin and Jackson. Assess this risk. <laughs> All right. Well, we're sorry, folks, that we have once again derailed this motherfucker. The rails here. Okay, um, go. I got a Marco Polo from Mariana. I better go listen to this. It's probably super important. Uh huh. Yeah, she's probably burping five times in it <laughs> every time. Every message. All right, go walk like a dog. <laughs> Okay. All right. Love you. All right. Thanks, page. Uh, thanks. You're, this isn't the Patreon. No, no, this is the thank you. Feed. Thank you, regular feed. We love bestie, bestie, listener, listener, bestie. We, we love you. We, mean we, it. we hope we hope you're not heading towards burnout like a massive freaking meteorite headed for the Earth at five million miles an hour. Well, if like you I are a listener right now, now, Nicholas has given you some tools to use to help prevent it. Yeah. You know what, Nicholas? Nicholas is now your new bestie. Go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, we love him, and we love you. And we love you. All right. Well, two sisters. One podcast. <laughs> the Seinfeld version. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Love you, Mina. Thrifter Sisters. Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.